0: You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted, with your host... <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Anna Tigre, that funny little jokester on the intro there. She's laid up in bed. She's got the uh, she's got the grip. Do we call it the grip?
1: I don't know what we're going to call it. Is
0: there anything that isn't COVID? Can you just get the flu nowadays? Or? Yeah. It's a
1: common cold. <laughs> it's just a common cold.
0: But uh, with this omni, what is it? The omni, omnicron, omnicron variant. All the symptoms are the same as the common cold, mm-hmm. aren't they? Don't it's get me started. sore muscles, sneezing, coughing. Yep, scratchy throat, scratchy throat, stuffy, stuffy nose, stuffy nose, tired. Yep. So how yeah. do you know?
1: Apparently, the common cold and the flu are back. So gotcha.
0: Yeah, can't be. It's got to be. Got to be the Verona. Anyway, Anna's uh, Anna's laid up. So. Uh, Cole's sick. Uh, Katie is kind of a little stuffy. She doesn't really a have coffee. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. But uh, so Anna took a.
1: I never get sick when no. I'm around all you people.
0: I was sick, but I was only sick for like two days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had anything.
0: So it was the and It's too late to find out <laughs> if I had it, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> my guest today is the uh, the lovely and talented. The lovely and talented and good lad, uh, the woman I refer to as my sister, because it's just so much easier to explain it that way. Um, but anyway, well, we've you, known each other my since... Uh,
1: 35 years plus? Yeah. 35? Most of your yeah, listeners weren't 35. born when, when we were born.
0: Yeah. That yeah. was back before you were born. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a been long a long time.
0: time. We've... uh, uh Yeah. Very familiar. Anyway, uh, Elaine's out in Florida with us. She she helps us raise our children and dogs when she's not gallivanting around the country doing makeup on fitness faces. Yeah, this is
1: what I choose to do on my time off. <laughs> just, just raise small children, yeah, and, come and walk, walk
0: dogs, come home and rest, walk dogs, raise small children. Yeah. Well, but this this whole Florida move. now we did the move in. We we got here. We left. Vegas in August, got here in September. Sounds like a long time, but it was actually just a few days. But, uh, you know, when we got here, it was an adjustment because it was just so different. But we very, very quickly got over any Lamenting by driving over to the beach, the beach that's 10 minutes away, driving to the beach and and going there every day and playing. You know, the the kids adapted very quickly.
1: It's such a different setting, and, you know, the kids are just going to be so much happier just having oh. places to go and things to do and everything's green and lush and and um no dry deserts, no extreme, extreme dry heat that they really now, couldn't do anything yeah. for fun. These poor little the splash pads was really all you could do with them. Yeah and
0: the splash pad was like when it's hundred and fifteen there's nothing really outdoors that is going to salve that no, no. No. Can't get away. You and I were raised in the on the Canadian prairie Forty below winters, um,
1: you know. Sixty below with the wind chill factor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you must know,
0: but it, it was green there at least, and it was farming. And then we, you know, we moved to the desert and lived there better part of twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, do you miss the desert?
1: You know what, I don't. But the, the, the fact is, is that I travel so much. I'm back and forth all the time. I don't really have a chance to miss anything. Um.
0: See, I'm kind of like like I I when I was traveling a lot. You know, uh, working for the magazines, I really wasn't home that much. We originally, when we moved to Vegas, we chose it because the airport was really close. It was cheap to live there. It's not cheap anymore, but it was cheap to live there. It was it was that or LA, and uh, well, it LA. wasn't
1: really inundated with the bodybuilding industry yet. And so we basically no. chose it over. Over California. Yeah, and it was brilliant.
0: I Like, I loved it. I loved being there. because
1: so much less to live there. Oh, my but
0: gosh. But when, when, when Ann and I uh, settled down and started to have kids, you know, did the foster parent thing, and I was there all the time, and traveling was impossible, because <clears throat> you just can't when you're a foster parent. It's extremely hard to go anywhere. Um, it was, I really didn't enjoy it much anymore, especially with kids, because you, you can't, go really anywhere in vegas without paying money
1: no it just i think that in in those later years especially especially having small children it just got so apparently dry and hot that <laughs> it just wasn't it like, was hotter we, we could handle it just <laughs> these last five because, years were a lot your hotter focus is so different and having kids and, and being in that dry heat it's just it's not conducive to a good time because yeah. you're not going to take them Many places where you know just kids can go. Where are you yeah. gonna, where are you gonna take kids?
0: Well, and I tried taking my kids for a hike, you know, in the desert. And the thing of it is, you can't even really do that because, you know, Emma fell down and her hand on some prickly things, and you know, like there's just nothing, you know, on the desert that is, you know, there's I mean, snakes. A- I mean, I was doing a photo shoot, walked right past a great big rattlesnake, you know, and and so you can't take, you know three little kids or four little kids out in the desert. or So there's really not a lot you can do no, there. Not
1: unless you've built your own uh, sanctuary in your backyard and you yeah. have pools and slides and everything that a kid would love. If Unless you have that, it's really no place for it Yeah,
0: and we never did the pool thing. I was always afraid of... Uh,
1: well, you guys were always going down to the California and, and the, hitting the beach down there with the kids. Well, that was the cool a thing about Blessed Body world.
0: Wears that all for a long time all of our manufacturing happened there and so I was out there sometimes I was out there three times a week so if I'm going out for an overnight then you know if you got a lot of meetings and, and a lot of meetings means more than one meeting when you're in Los Angeles because <laughs> like I was talking to my buddy Jimmy the other day he's from LA right and he says LA is an hour away from LA you know exactly. and uh and so you gotta
1: plan a lot while you're there
0: but yeah you just go down there do an overnight and then of course you want to take the kids to the beach right but, but here, the beach is, it's a free attraction, and it's endless.
1: And you, you know? have never not had a parking spot when you go down to the local beach no. where you're at. It's just, it's so quiet here. Yeah, um, yeah so I know you guys call are it really enjoying it. And if you guys want to escape, you can drive down to Orlando. You can mm-hmm. go anywhere you want from here. It's just very, very simple but it has all the scenery you love and and i don't think it's uh, could ever be a mistake the thing
0: i'm still adjusting to is how green it is here you know now we just got the tail end of summer when it was really hot and steamy but uh um,
1: yeah but and and for me i mean i I don't mind that
0: humidity because i don't have hair
1: yeah, my hair is not loving it. I don't know if Anna's is either. Anna complains,
0: but I, I like her curly hair. I just prefer it. Just, it. This uh, is kind of like you just natural. Out. Like you don't need a lot of clothes here. You don't need a lot of... It's a different lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. you it's don't, just you don't really low-key. Everything, everything the, the wardrobe is... wardrobe is different. How far basically. is this? You can just give a standard answer of 10 minutes because everything mm-hmm. is 10 minutes to mm-hmm. drive there. Yeah. I remember the day we came up on... Ann and I came up to a red light at one of the major intersections, the one with the traffic light, <laughs> and uh, and there was four cars there, and I said, oh, man, we've got to avoid this rush hour traffic like this, you know. <laughs>
1: That's pretty much the extent of it yeah. out here. You don't see much of that. Complete gridlock until the light turned green. Then
0: <laughs> 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 it was all cleared up right after that. Oh. So, I want to talk to you about, uh, because I, I know what you do, but we never really talk about a lot of the feelings about what you do. At one point in time, not that long ago, you mm-hmm. were one of the top models in the fitness industry. You've been published in pretty much every decent magazine that's out there, uh, fitness magazine. You've been in GQ, you've been on, you know, you shot with Arnold, you, you know, you've done a, a whole bunch of stuff on the modeling end, and also as a competitor, you were, uh, your very first pro contest, you hold the distinction of being the very first IFBB pro figure competitor to ever step foot on a competitive stage, because you were competitor one in that inaugural pro show, the, the Arnold Classic, in what was it, 2002.
1: Two thousand three was yeah. the inaugural pro show,
0: and you were the competitor number one. So you are the first one to I ever was step on scared stage. Scared to
1: death. Yeah, that's kind of a cool thing to be able to tell people because you're at the beginning of basically you're setting the stage for literally and figuratively for <laughs> for the figure professional figure competitions. It just was a really cool thing to be able to to be able. To and
0: you know up. what I enjoyed about it? Of course, you know we were both in the sport. You know, as it grew and blew up and then became, you know, bikini after that, and then the next thing and the next thing. But those, that first couple years was really magical because there was, I mean, pro figure competitors at that point in time, in the first half of that season, I mean, there was less than 20, I think, in the world.
1: Yeah, I remember in the the inaugural pro figure show at the Arnold Classic, there was, I believe, 13 competitors yeah. invited. Yeah. And I was, you know, blessed to be one of them. Very, very special times. You know, obviously things have changed. Uh, <laughs> how have they not changed? Oh, my but gosh. But now it, there's so many pros. I, I just, I can't keep track. I, I barely know who's a pro anymore in that field at all. It's just.
0: There are just so many. There's so many. It yeah. seems There's like so many divisions me. now. Yeah i got into this when all it was is just pro fitness yeah uh bodybuilding sorry bodybuilding and pro bodybuilding fitness. And fitness that's when i started and,
1: doing makeup in this in this realm was just, right it was just pro fitness and episode. here
0: you come the, then you became a competitor now you come full circle and I now you're. you're the, you, and last year you were the official makeup artist for the olympia
1: yeah I, I will be again uh yeah this will be my third year being mm-hmm. the official artist for the olympia uh 2022 will be my third season for that. so
0: how does that feel uh a couple questions about that how does that feel having girls that are sitting in your chair I mean, they obviously don't know who you are your history your lineage
1: most of them do not yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and how does that feel how do they interact with you and and when they find out that you were a
1: competitor and get a sense of what you did uh, how does that change it j- drastically mm-hmm. um, it's kind of funny because when i get hyper focused on what i'm doing i actually forget what i did and I'm just, I'm, I'm there. I'm the makeup artist. That's how I see myself. And it seems legitimately seems like a whole lifetime ago that I was actually on that stage and in the magazines and modeling and everything else. And I, I actually seldom remember it myself when I'm in that realm now. Um, I mean, it, actually, there's a lot of different things that I feel because that's one thing is that I feel like it was so long ago, because from 2002 to 2008, I competed and I competed in a lot of pro shows. It was back to back, just almost every one. Well, there was a there
0: was a method to that madness, and yeah, and it's, if it we're know, worked, do it. but it kicked your butt. Yeah, it really. Kicked <laughs> I remember I coached you through all those shows, mm-hmm. and uh, and I remember how hard it was for you. I can't imagine. I mean, I've done a couple shows. I've done a lot of powerlifting meets, but uh, the bodybuilding shows to do back to back to back to back like that. Five
1: years straight back to back. And I honestly don't remember a lot of those years. But what? How many shows? It
0: was like 17 shows. I did or 19,
1: 19 pro shows back to back. The first two seasons, it was 12 back-to-back uh, yeah. with no rest whatsoever. Right, And so you, you forget your middle name. You forget, where you're, you forget where your pool is when you're driving for your pool workout. You forget mm-hmm. that you're sitting at a four-way stop. Instead well, that a, was a crazy thing. We've got to talk about
0: that. Uh, you know, you think about where you're at. I, I remember you got an injury. You got a couple of injuries. You mm-hmm. were pretty banged up. And lifting weights was just not productive. So we got you into a pool and you got ready for uh, yeah, Arnold actually the Arnold classic
1: because it's you know it's and it was the best that your body had ever looked but no impact and so it's yeah and actually i've been telling people you know for a long time to please get in the pool and have. but a you have to be the experience. only
0: professional ifpb athlete i think in the world or any organization that prepped for something so significant
1: for prep for any show did my cardio in the pool i know
0: doing cardio even your workouts your resistance workouts you just really didn't do that I much did in the gym
1: sprints i did swimming and my body yeah. i think never looked so streamlined and that time, yeah. I knew I was taking an hour nap every day. Yeah, I, we did a completely different approach, and um, because I had a lot of muscle to begin with, so really, <laughs> you're just doing something a little different with your muscles. But it was a really special time. I really enjoyed the pool. I think it was very therapeutic. It was like training in a spa, and um, for that period, I think it was a break from the rest because mm-hmm. it was pretty. Well, that prep you actually enjoyed, Mm -hmm. I think.
0: The other ones you never really... And and the thing that is, is we were never... I, I never believed in starving somebody i never believe in starving an athlete unless you had to you know unless you're way behind there were
1: times we had to starve me because maybe i was fell behind right yeah
0: but uh, you know and i i wasn't a big fan of tons of cardio and lots of times you know when when we were there you know and things were working well you just didn't have to do cardio
1: yeah and that's what i tell girls today because a lot of people are used to their two and three hours of cardio a day and i'm like really that that to me is that to me doesn't make sense you never did that in a week because <laughs> you were always in in under the um, it, you you trained your athletes in a completely different way. It was it was basically everything should make sense. There's no magical formula. You're going to work your body hard. You're going to train and eat your your way there. You're not going to starve or cardio your way there. Right. And and really, it was it was really good. Um, I mean, our our calories were fine. Um, cardio was. 30, 30 minutes a day if up, we up, needed it yeah if we needed it 30 to 45 at a time it was just that part wasn't hard but our training was really intense we believed in you know you go in you train hard you get out you don't spend your whole life in the gym you don't you know you've got mm-hmm. to get your rest and get your naps in and drink lots of water but no the training I mean I can't complain because I've seen what the crazy other thing are is doing. we
0: still train like that you and I went to the gym today. I want to say yesterday, but it was this morning, right?
1: Yesterday no, and today. yesterday, yesterday yeah. and today.
0: But yesterday we went in, we boxed mm-hmm. first fifteen rounds, mm-hmm. and, and then went and did boxed and kicked, did some muay thai, and then, then we, went we did, and did a workout. A workout, yeah. I'm sixty-two. You're fifty-six, seven, 57. I would say fifty-six. Yeah, well, I'm
1: almost fifty-eight, so you better get, <laughs> you better switch it up a little yeah. bit.
0: But but that's the thing that the training has never changed. You know.
1: No, and I think that's why it feels... I mean, I I think about my age, and I that's when it seems so long ago that I was actually out there, but I was actually older when I was out there. I just felt like I was younger, but I was actually probably the oldest one out there. You know something we
0: haven't talked about in a long time, and I just thought of it, and I thought about the first time we ever worked out together. Uh, It was in Regina, Saskatchewan, and you had said that you saw... Corey Everson in a magazine.
1: On the cover, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you wanted to be you wanted to be in a magazine, right?
1: Yes, that I would like to look like that. That would <laughs> that was inspiring to me.
0: And how many years later yeah, that's exactly you what said happened. You could
1: get me there, and sure enough, uh, a decade later. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know if you believe me. Then I don't no, know if I, I did believe not myself. You, but I didn't even I figured, know what you
1: were talking about. That I had what it took. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I have what it takes? I didn't even, even know what that meant. I didn't know what genetics were. I didn't know what anything was. I
0: remember trying to ride the bike up in the mezzanine I didn't at that last gym. Five minutes no, on the bike. No, and neither so neither could out of I. Breath,
1: I thought I was going to die. I'm yeah. like, This isn't for me. <laughs> Well, cardio thing it's not for me so yeah I guess there was a transition over, over many many years that is we've, unbelievable we've done some
0: pretty crazy things in our time yeah <clears throat> Yeah, but I, it
1: does seem like a really long, long time ago that yeah. I was there. That's why it's easy for me to transition into just doing, I mean, I'm doing hair and well, makeup all over the and country. And you do incredible makeup. Like, your makeup is,
0: you know, you, you've always been good at makeup. You've always had that talent. But in the last few years, it's, uh, I mean, for, and for so many years, when I was shooting for magazines, you know, you were, when whenever we possibly could, whenever I possibly could, I'd... Big borrow and steel to have you there just because you did such good makeup. And if I could describe it for anybody that cares about makeup, any women out there listening, probably, maybe some guys now, I guess, but anyway <laughs> makeup, it was not about just applying because so many makeup artists would go there and they'd follow a formula step by step and they would apply makeup to your face. And you actually took makeup and used it to paint to finish a painting. It's like, imagine a, a face comes in and, and you've got the, the foundation of the painting that you're going to make, and then you finish it up and you shape the face and you make it so that light is going to interact a certain way. Like, you just take it to a whole other level. And and now it's really, really hard for me to work with any other makeup artist because it's I don't get what I want to when I go to explain it to them. And I think, i I, I got to ask you this, when When we're shooting, I'll look at a face and I'll say, "I want to do this, I want to do this and this," And you know exactly what to do to get that result. And you, did that mm. come from modeling? where did, uh, no,
1: you know what? I think, and I've talked to a lot of other artists, and I see a lot of other artists' work. I think that there is something that you have in you that you you either have it or you don't. as far as as far as artistry, artistry is artistry. I mean, uh, that's why it's in the eye of the beholder you know some people choose one artist some people choose another but for me i can see what a face needs i see what an eye needs to you know to lift it up to you know if you want a cat eye you know it, it just to, to enhance that person's eyes their nose contouring is very important um to get the it's, to get to the, enhance the best shape yeah, just of your to face, get, to, to, get the, to get the best out of that face without changing the face entirely. How do you enhance somebody's faces? I I'll look at any face. You put any face in front of me, and normally, I'm doing anywhere from ten to twenty five girls makeup back to back at any given show. And, and so, it kills and me
0: is you're doing this in thir- you're doing faces in thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm
1: doing full glance. And if you can, what, what's your minutes? Instagram? My Instagram is just at Elaine Goodlad.
0: You got to look at at Elaine Goodlad on Instagram. Follow her, and you'll see the before and afters. And I'm telling you, you'll crap your drawers.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because, like you said, I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like this when I was a teenager, and I started. cutting But you're hair. doing that in 30. Look at but look I at do that, that, folks. That with hair too. Go to any place else, get your, go
0: to a Mac counter and get your makeup done and see what happens in 30 minutes and then see what you create in 30 minutes and it's shocking. I
1: guess, I guess to do that in 30 minutes and it's full stage glam, everybody around me does say, you know, that that's quite a lot. But for me, Mm -hmm. I think I stay so focused and so organized with my tools. I stay so focused on that face and I know exactly where every tool is when I need it because in my, in my business, you have to move quickly because there's Mm -hmm. so many girls you have to get ready for the stage. So I I wouldn't choose to do it in 30 minutes. But the fact that I can do it in 30 minutes, and sometimes less, sometimes I'm getting so efficient and so fast that I'm actually doing in less than 30 minutes. And that is no shortcuts, like zero shortcuts. Everybody is contoured. Everybody's eyes are completely finished. Their lashes aren't cheap looking little flimsy lashes. Everybody looks glam by the time I'm done. And they they generally love it. I, I don't think I've had anybody who said, you know, that's really not what I was looking for because I have that ability to... I listen to the girl first. If she doesn't know what she wants, I say, listen, just let me do my thing. And they're like, yeah, you just do your thing. I don't know what, what, I don't even know what to tell you. Some girls come in and say, listen, I, I want something super clean and fresh on my lid. Well, what they don't know is they still need some depth to show up on stage. You mm-hmm. can't have fresh and clean, like you're going to a grocery store. You, you can't have fresh and clean. You're like, you're going to a just a, your local friend well because stage light stage
0: light is very directed it's very very harsh light so what it does is it takes all the texture away off your face right and so so when you're standing in natural light you've got natural shadows Mm -hmm. there that stage light takes away and so you have to create that that depth
1: and that's what i try to help girls understand especially (laughs) the ones that are nervous because you you they don't want a lot of makeup on because you just disappear if you don't yeah yeah. I say if you don't if you don't let me do what I'm gonna do with your face it's by the time the stage lights blow you out you're not gonna have makeup on your face you you're not gonna look like
0: you do you do all that in thirty minutes and and, yeah. a, and a therapy and session. a therapy a free, session. A free free therapy no session idea. exactly
1: <laughs> but that's the benefit of me having been there before now now granted I do a lot of masters shows so mm-hmm. at the masters shows. Chances are, I get girls, they kind of give me that look, and I'm like, okay, why is she looking at me like that? And it'll turn out like, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I am just so nervous right now. I can't believe you're going to be doing my makeup. So there's the old school girls, and they go, I still have your magazines, I still have your covers. and, And they're really like, just. In awe, in a sense, and, and just really that's gotta respectful. Feel good.
0: That's got to feel good.
1: And that I'm like, oh, well, thank you, you know, because they usually remind me that that's what I did because, honestly, I, I don't think about myself that way anymore. When you're working. Especially when I'm working. I'm just hyper-focused on being their hair and makeup artist, but the ones that do, and and the funny, the funniest thing is when they do not have a clue who I am. Now, remember back in that day, it was just mm-hmm. magazines and... and um. No, uh, the internet was internet very... No, no, was, no. Was what was MySpace? Yeah. There was MySpace yeah. mm-hmm. and there was magazines. So if you weren't in the magazines, you didn't really get seen. So I was in the magazines all the time. So I get the girls of today that are really big Instagram stars. Mm-hmm. So they sit in my chair and I'm doing their makeup and they're treating me like I'm their makeup artist, which I am, and that's all I am to them. Mm-hmm. And then they will say... Oh yeah, you know, give me your give me your Instagram and I'll tag you. <laughs> Cuz they're going to do me a favor. Right. But they look at my Instagram and the first thing they see is me on the cover of an Oxygen magazine. Mm. Well, the attitude is changes changes instantly. They're like, "Oh my gosh, is is, is that a is that a magazine cover? How do <laughs> how did you get on a magazine cover?" And they're like, "How do I get on a ma-? like they have no clue mm. who you are or what what it used to be like Mm -hmm. and what it used to be like is there was just magazines. I go, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of of modeling and a lot of magazines. Well, then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But they, they completely changed their tune and at that point, their Instagram means nothing to them. They would have liked to do what I was able to do. Yeah, and for me, it's that's gone. Those days are gone. Now it's all about Instagram, and I can't freaking get my following up to save There's my something life beautiful I'm not though good at about
0: it. those days because you know Instagram. I mean, it's great because it's global. Uh, you know, when when you would be on the cover of a Flex magazine or Muscle and Fitness or Oxygen, uh, you know that would be heavily distributed in North America you know, it'd be harder to find that in other places. Australia had a really good distributor for Oxygen. Uh, Europe, you know, there were some great distributors for weeders publications over there. But now with Instagram, you literally are global. And so there's an advantage there. But I think there's just so much there that uh, unless somebody is a rabid fan of the sport, you know, you can kind of get lost unless oh, they're just looking yeah. at your body. And the thing of it is with the magazines... You got to know, I think, the people because it, you know, when you were in the magazine, there was a group of girls in that generation that were in there, and, and it's never just once when you're one of the top models like you were. Yeah, there was maybe a dozen of us. Right. And so what happens is they get, you know, people get to know you. Yeah. And, and 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 you
1: build a fan base based on and that. And they
0: actually yeah. develop a relationship mm-hmm. with you. And I think that's a little bit different than just looking at pictures.
1: Well, because it's such huge competition being an Instagram star now. There's such huge competition out there. You know, everybody's a fitness star. Everybody yeah. has a following. Some of the girls that have the biggest followings, they've never walked, they've never been on stage, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But they've got their following and... And now I don't, I don't know all these major Instagram stars, but a lot of times there'll be a few of them in my room at, at one time. And maybe I'm doing a bunch of their makeup. I don't know who they are. All I know is I'm doing their makeup. And, they're, and they're they don't know it, who you are. And they don't know who I <laughs> am. i are just doing makeup. And then I hear them conver- conversing with the other girls in the room and they're, Having a, a mutual admiration society, and I'm like, oh, right. they all know who each other is. Like they're all following each other, and to me, that's just really weird. Everybody just feel old. I feel really old because <laughs> I'm not really following anybody. I'm just barely following myself. I, I just have a really hard time get, you know, really with yeah. the whole Instagram and getting my social media going. And they're masters at it, right? And so they well, are. They're the they're generation that yeah, grew up with that. We never. They're did. big in in what they're doing, and I was big in what I was doing. But yeah. it's funny how they how they see old school when they find out I had was in all these magazines and then they'll start looking at my pictures and they're just, Well, there was an ease
0: to that. Like, like some of the old school, you know, you Tamea, Monica Brandt, girls like that, um, that generation that you, that you worked with, you know, really your job was to show up, be in good shape, look good, be ready and do a really good job modeling. Now it's all that, plus you have to understand social media mm-hmm. you have to understand algorithms and you have to understand
1: so much more you if have to make it a job daily and that was you know but the you technical knowledge and the education
0: that you have to put yourself through just to understand mm-hmm. how to yeah. do this and and, and that, understand marketing and I can it's very complex, makeup, but that.
1: I do not understand that and I don't know that they will ever register how all of that works because that's not what I'm good at what I'm good at is contouring a face or seeing what what is going to change this woman's face and just make her turn her into a new person in 30 minutes and have her just elated that brings me joy if you tell me i have to really get on my social media i will be sick to my guts all day <laughs> long every day because it's just not what i do and i've so many i've been tempted to hire somebody so many times just to do my do my uh, social media for me and try to you know get it going mm-hmm. but yeah Even then, I've been too busy to do that. I've literally been traveling every weekend. I spend a lot of time in California, um, which again, gets me out of Nevada, Mm. because I I am a little over the desert, and I'm, I'm ready to leave, so... Now I don't spend as much time there, but I get to get. Well, around. you lived
0: in Florida for a couple of years. I lived there and for then three you moved years. Back in Boca. to Nevada, yeah.
1: Moved back to Nevada, now. and then now
0: you're kind of living in
1: both places. I'm living between Florida and Vegas, but yeah. again, I'm still in California a lot. So I do. I am blessed enough to be able to have the best of all worlds. You know, just kind of getting all the different sceneries in, and, and I don't get tired of just one because I'm I'm never really in one place for very long.
0: Now, doing makeup, you've got your own crew. There's some shows where you've got a massive crew, like double-digit crew. Yeah, there's some Um, shows
1: where I have a lot of people I've got to hire to get the job done. Um, Booking hundreds
0: uh, of of
1: clients. Oh, this last year I was the official for Masters Nationals and North Americans, and I had 350 to 400 services in one show. That's a lot of sh- that's so a lot All of those clients, all those And then all to, those to do the schedule with 16 artists, 400. I know, 400. I know. It was just insane. It was
0: painful for me just having to sit around watching you do it and listening to you talk well, about it. Just when
1: you think you've got your schedule done, yeah, if something it changes. keeps changing and changing and yeah. changing. And I'm answering probably two to 300 text messages a day. And if you make a mistake. Oh, and I have made mistakes.
0: It's catastrophic. I've,
1: I've had girls walk in. Um, I'm supposed to be here at noon with that person. No, I'm supposed to be here at noon with that person. Oh. So I'm like, it's okay. We're going to get you in over here. <laughs> and we're trying to find a hole for somebody that doesn't exist. Or um, just having um, having people just walk in day of. I'd like to get my makeup done today. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> You're going to book this now? And uh, somehow I find a space for these people. I've never had to turn anybody away. And I'm I'm actually I can be working, I'm doing my 30-minute sessions all day long mm-hmm. while I'm managing a room with 16 artists while I'm taking walk-ins. Like, you just have to have... No, the, you were
0: built to do that. I couldn't do yeah. that. I'd be fed I'm, up I'm definitely out. a
1: multitasker, and I'm selling clothes at the same time. Blessbodywear.com. <laughs> <selling> bodywear. because bless, <laughs> bless body <wear, laughs> I bring those clothes wherever <laughs> I go, and, and they'll be sitting on a table next to me. I've got my crew here. I'm doing my makeup. I'm watching... I'm literally managing the room while I'm working because I'm kind of aware of everything that's going on. So, so
0: at 57, I got to ask this question. You're, you were raised to be a musician. You were raised singing. Um, you're clearly an artist. You can draw. I remember one Christmas when you and I were like as broke as broke could be. And you were drawing, you were drawing gifts for people and framing them and giving to me. And they were tremendous gifts. <clears throat> um, remember all that stuff do you and and now you're using your artistic ability to earn a living Mm -hmm. do you have any regrets about pursuing music or singing or art in another form
1: not even a little bit i um i think i went where where my heart you know could take it i think that I mean, you started in hair. You did hair. Oh, yeah. i I actually very big in the hair industry and had had a salon by the time I was Mm -hmm. 24. Um, So I think that hair is always going to be a a love of mine. I love cutting hair. I really do. Really? Yeah, I still do. But um, as far as getting people ready for stage, they come in, they could have their hair glued to their head back in some greasy ponytail and i've got to make some victoria's secret thing out of that <laughs> by the time we're done and you know you're, you're putting in the dry shampoo in their scalp you're really just trying to make things work i've pulled off i've put extensions in hair when there was no hair to attach the extensions to like girls that did not have a lot of hair mm-hmm. and they'd come in with all these extensions and i'm like where am i even going to put those what mm-hmm. am i going to attach them to I have weaved magic more times than I can tell you, and the girl is always literally in tears by the time she sees her fine. I'm like, "Don't you dare cry!" Because this is the <laughs> finish. Not gonna product, redo your makeup. And I'm not gonna redo <laughs> your makeup. But um, no, it's it's very rewarding, and I think that I found my thing. You know that that I've been doing art my whole life, but to be able to paint a face and have a girl completely transformed. But give it the finishing touches and and that smooth smoky whatever it's gonna be, and you know you didn't take any cut any corners. Mm That that's really rewarding. When I look at a face and I go, yes, it is finished.
0: (laughs) You know, I love. God certainly gave you a gift uh, that is rare. I've worked with a lot of makeup artists. My favorite is you, and it's not because it's you my favorite is you because I always get the result. I, I get the best possible result I can ever get. Well, you and, know, and you understand what I do. Like you can look yeah. at a photograph after and know what you got to do next time to make this happen or bring this out or do whatever. And, uh, and the nice thing is, is... Uh, virtually every other makeup artist I've ever worked with as a photographer is I'll say what I want, and then I get an argument as to why that's going to be impossible. That's
1: You just nailed it. The difference between other artists and me, it's not that I'm any better than them, because there are some really good artists out there. It's having that visual. When somebody tells me what they want, I can see it. Some mm-hmm. people can't see it, or they have it in their head, an idea. like They're very close-minded as far as what they think it should be or what where they think they're not getting your vision
0: they tell me what they can't do or tell me but they don't say they can't do it they tell me no you don't want that and I go yes I do want that <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing okay, is
1: you know is what? I know there I know it can be done I know it can be done don't artists. tell me it can't be
0: done because you do it all the time there for me there are a
1: lot of argumentative artists I've noticed that there's, there's oh my a thing gosh. With artists that there's is.
0: some girls that work for you that I've worked yes. with and it's like I won't work with them again because oh. I'm there trying to get my head into my own creative space, and I don't need to hear about what you can't do, and then I don't need your little attitude about it it's because the
1: attitude. I've, I've asked I've, you to do something. I've come across that with a few artists <clears throat> that I that work for me, and um, they just they take such pride in their art that they that they can't be wrong. It, it's but the then attitude. there's
0: you, and you you really are a. a Whatever you accomplished as an athlete and a model, you're doing that again times ten as a makeup artist. No, oh, thank you. That's and beautiful. yet you're still like at any. I don't care whatever wherever shoot. You know we're, we're going to be shooting here in a couple of days, and and uh, every, every time we work together, you're so humble about the process. Like you don't get in the way of the process. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where you know, before I have a process, I know I've been around this. I understand it. I have seen you do faces for decades now. And I, I know I understand I can't do it, but I understand it. And I know what has to be done. And, and so I'll try to explain it. And, and you just get a, a bunch of pushback and with you. And sometimes it's just ego. And that's a lot the, of that's the part, like ego. if you can't do it, I get that. Okay. But what can you do? Let's get as close as we can. But, but just say that. Don't don't tell me that it can't be done, and then give me attitude because it can't be done. And with you, there, there's never there's never that. It's always this really collaborative thing, and you're right there. Like you just really want to create the art, and all the frills of who you are and what you are and what you've accomplished really is non-existent in that whole process. And. I feel very much the same way. That's when you get into that zone where it's you're not ticking boxes and it's not about formulas, it's just about art. To be able to work with somebody that thinks and functions on that same level is is gold.
1: I think that's a difference too between confidence and ego. And I, I have confidence in my work most of the time. Sometimes I'll be a little nervous about maybe what foundation might be the best for a certain project, or if it's a project I'm not used to working on, or maybe it's film instead of stage or whatever. But I have a fair amount of confidence and I I like my work, but um, I don't have that ego that if somebody else has a vision for something, like, I, I had to work with a lady who was just working with um, She works with those um, physio balls, and she has an, and all this whole line of products that took us hours, that was and hours, and hours to shoot. No, <laughs> hours to the that's not even funny. <laughs> um, but she wanted something I so think very funny. she wanted to be wearing makeup to look like she's not wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. So I have to respect what she wants, but also tell her, okay, you're working under some pretty bright lights, so let's make sure you have a little bit. You know, if you don't like it when he's taking a couple test shots, you know, I can tone it down a bit or whatever. Because the problem is if you do what they
0: want and mm -hmm. it doesn't work out, they blame it on you. They don't blame it on themselves. And they're the ones that told you that, you know, they want it that way,
1: right? But you really have to be just pliable. You know, you have to be able to just listen to what people want. And I don't think I've ever, ever had that kind of ego where I just have to fight people for the sake of fighting them on that. Yeah, And it's just, you know. Well, you're good at what you do. Thank you.
0: Leaving all that, coming back home to our house, two dogs, three little kids, constant demands. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but you love it. You seem to.
1: I come I come home from, er okay, so I finish a season where I'm working every weekend, and some of these shows were so big, it was just, it was exhausting. <laughs> I was booking people for months and months and months, and um, I finally get a month off, and <laughs> I'm just tired because I'm working with three small children that are asking questions nonstop and walking dogs and oh but they goodness, adore you though putting babies to sleep and
0: okay when you walk through the door so so it's like the dogs right you leave for five minutes go outside. Touch the grass, Auntie, walk in the door, Auntie! <laughs> like you've <laughs> been gone for running. days. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the dogs are barking
0: special. and happy, and you just stepped outside, walked to the car and came back, but <clears throat> but they Different adore you. Different environment, that's for sure, yeah. Does that feel good?
1: Of course it does, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can impact little little tiny lives, and that's something that I really have to work on, so it, it actually shapes me because... Um, I, I, never had kids of my own and, um, I was, I was never raised in a really warm and, you know, warm environment. And so this is very new to me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I learn something every day about what I could improve to affect a little person's life and not just push them aside because they're a kid.
0: Anna and I kind of laugh because you, 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 complain the most about the kids, yet, You're so good with them and they adore you so much. Like you really are. When you're with them, you have infinite patience with these kids. No, I
1: don't think I do. No, you do. I watch Anna. She's the definition of patience with children. She will, she will ask... Okay,
0: we're going anywhere. Who wants so to go in what car?
1: Many, they always want to come in my car. I don't know. Always understand. want to go in Auntie's car. Understand. They want to go with Auntie.
0: They want to go with Auntie. They want I'm to go with Auntie. I'm not the patient
1: one. I swear to God, I am not the patient one.
0: No, I mean, sometimes you sound disgusted with them, but you're still... You do it in a way, in a loving way. <laughs> disgusted in a loving way.
1: I watch Anna, and I see her being the most loving, calm, patient person I've ever met. And endless questions, and we are talking. If there's twenty questions in in a five minute period, you're doing good. That's that's what she has the patience for, and I I, I don't have the same kind of patience she does. And I always hear myself losing my patience, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to be more patient. I got to be more like ah. no, but
0: you never get upset with them or anything.
1: No, it's just. You know they'll they I don't know if they even sense my my annoyance at times but it's it's a lot you know they're they're so precious though you just can't help but fall in love with them every day they're changing and growing mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 pretty pretty interesting the girls
0: especially like oh my goodness cadence is.
1: They're growing up so fast it's going to be gone in a minute.
0: Cadence is a little fashion plate. She comes out here this morning. I'm sitting in my office working. She comes out here butt naked with a scarf around her neck. Showing me how she's going to accessorize her wardrobe today. That she hasn't got on yet. That she hasn't got on yet. No, but she was so excited about this scarf, scarf. I
1: know. That
0: she had to come over here and like, so
1: Katie, go put some she's clothes on. it's all swimming. about fashion. That
0: and then so she runs back in the room then she runs back out here. What day is it? It's Monday. Oh, my Monday panties. You know, she's, like, gotta she's got to go get her She's Monday got little <laughs> days of the week on all of her underwear. She is so
1: funny. Guys. Oh,
0: my gosh. But
1: she'll come out four times with yeah. a different item. Yeah. If I wore this then every I can morning, wear this with this every morning's a fashion show. And it's like Katie, just go put something
0: on. And then God forbid that they come out finally assembled, and I don't comment the right way. You have to notice their outfits. Oh, and you got to yeah. make a big yeah. fuss. Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, it sure puts you in a different in a different headspace. And then there's Emma
0: comes out the same way, and and there's Katie. She's just the princess, right? Mm-hmm. And then Emma comes out with her cowboy boots and jeans on.
1: She's happy.
0: And she's, because she's got this black vest and a matching black shirt. She's, yeah, she's
1: just <laughs> And Katie will help put her ensemble like together, but she's just such a, tom- yeah, she's like, she's she, just a cowgirl. She girl. wants to look like a cowgirl. Oh, that's. She's funny.
0: very much a little girl, like she's mm-hmm. a little sweetheart. Oh, she but she's is,
1: a, yeah, but she, she's definitely a tomboy.
0: And then there's Cole and he's just into mischief. He's a boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you round out the family, you make it fun. I think it's really, really cool that you, at 57, that you really are a bit of a gypsy. You're kind of a nomad. You're traveling literally all around the country. I
1: sold the house in Vegas. I, um, I'm literally just living with friends. Wherever I go, I'm living with friends, and I have zero desire to own a property right now. I have zero desire to just go be on my, uh, on my own in an apartment somewhere. I just, I'm a, I'm a complete nomad. Mm-hmm. and I've never been more relieved and more free than I am right now. I'm single, which I want to be. I'm single. I'm just traveling, staying with friends. I'm literally living my best life right now. Yeah. I'm you like living. that? Yeah.
0: You don't feel like you're missing anything? Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, you get the whole family thing here, right? Yeah, I get
1: the family thing here. I leave. I go get all my business all over the country, all over the country, literally doing mm-hmm. business, and... Um, it's always good to come back to your room and just, you know, it just, I'm just, I'm doing good. I'm happy.
0: It's not sad.
1: No, no. Nope. Good for you. No, I, I worked through depression my whole life. I've I worked through so many things that now I'm in, 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 a, in a hormonal state, <laughs> literally have <laughs> gone through menopause now and everything. Mm-hmm. I have never been more content, I think, than I am right now.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like. And I mean, it's always, you know, when you come here, it's never heavy. It's always, everybody's happy to see, everybody's sad to sad when you go.
1: Yeah, and we've got a good a good church here. We've got all kinds of, you know, good things happening. Yeah, here. that's yeah. another
0: thing about being here is the whole spiritual walk. Like, oh my gosh, it's, yeah, it's just different. gone from zero to a thousand miles an hour for me. And it just feels so good. And we're all on the same page. You, me, and Anna are all on the same page you know with uh yeah, definitely. with where we're at with our and walk and you have
1: to be because it's you know we're in some crazy times and you've got to have your faith clear and, and know you, you know what search. i always
0: think about is we're, we're in crazy times but you know we're going to you know we're not going to be here for for another 100 years no at least you won't and uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know you think about these kids and we got to prepare these kids for this it becomes Madness. very
1: apparent that that's why we're here. We're here yeah. to prepare people who are much younger and you know that yeah. need that need that guidance because fight to fight for them. Yep. Yep. we sure do need to do what's right. Yeah. pick a side.
0: Yeah, and that's why Anna chose. Anna chose to homeschool the kids and just try to oh
1: minimize yeah, exposure to, to the school systems are the madness out so there. So crazy, you know. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's another show. Yeah. Listen, Elaine. It's always. Uh, I mean, I see every day, talk every day, but it's always fun to sit down and actually uh, reminisce a bit, a bit about the old days. Mm-hmm. Any regrets? I mean, you're coming from Wadena, Saskatchewan, Canada, and, no, it's been a crazy life. Yes. It's been a good ride. Yep. Listen, thanks everyone for listening. Elaine Goodlad, if they want to reach you, they can reach you at Elaine Goodlad on Instagram. Yep. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Goodlad Unscripted, the podcast. I can't leave, I
1: can't leave, but I really